Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moran. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Alexandra Pleva about how low-waste shipping and reusing materials you already have at home can save you money and the environment at the same time. Alexandra is a Chicago native and founder of EcoShip. After receiving her degree in biology, she pursued lab work that focused on drug testing. However, she quickly realized that she wanted to get to get back into environmental issues because Chicago was very much behind other states in many aspects. The idea of EcoShip began when she started helping to find used materials for her partner's e-commerce business. They both saw how difficult and impossible, in some cases, it was to recycle many of the shipping materials. So they decided to gather them from individuals and find businesses that were willing to reuse them. They have grown significantly over the last few months and hope to continue growing and finding solutions to this packaging issue. If you love hearing and learning new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Alexandra. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. I love your TikToks. <laughs> Thank you. So I think the first thing is just like tell the listeners about yourself and a little bit more how EcoShip got started and a little bit more of the background of EcoShip. Yeah, definitely. So um, like you mentioned, my partner does e-commerce. Um, he sells a lot of like clothing, electronics and whatnot. So when I first met him, um, I realized that he reuses a lot of his packaging supplies from friends and family. And he began to expand his business. And so I started reaching out on various um, social media platforms to see if people had these materials just lying around and they did because they had no idea what to do with them and how to properly dispose of them. And so we started to collect these materials. I would drive, pick them up, you know, all over the city. And before we knew it, we had a closet filled with these materials. So we decided to take it one step further and that's how EcoShip formed. Um, We are uh, in the process of becoming a nonprofit right now, but for now, um, we're just seeing, you know, like where we can take this. And it's been exciting. Um, people are super excited about this. Like I said, it's very difficult to recycle some of these materials. Chicago does not have the best recycling system to begin with. Um, so we definitely want to expand on this reusing aspect of it, I guess. I just love the idea because, you know, especially the last two years, more and more people have been buying online, right? So envelopes and boxes and the stupid plastic bubble wrap and and all this stuff and people just take it and they assume it can be recycled when we both know that a lot of it can't be recycled unless you go through like TerraCycle or something like that. You can't just put it in your regular. So I love the idea that you're just like, okay, <laughs> let's solve this problem. <laughs> I'm going to offer businesses. And it's funny that, you know, when we connected on Instagram, because I was sitting down with my husband, like before we connected and I was like, I have all these boxes and all these envelopes. Like I should find companies (laughs) that want them because I'm not going to use them all, but I don't want to put them in the trash. So I also have a packaging problem. I just have no one to give them to right now. (laughs) 
I completely understand that. And you're not the only one, trust me. That's exactly what we've, what we've noticed and realized with this. That so many people don't want to throw them out, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, with, uh, like with a bunch of the mailers, it says you can drop them off at certain stores. So like jewel target, Walmart will take them. But even when they do have the number, not everyone sees it. When I showed, I showed it to someone for the first time a few weeks ago, and she was absolutely astonished. She's like, I had no idea, you know, like I know some people would reuse the poly bags, um, for like scooping up their, their dog's poop, let's say. And they were trying to figure out a way to keep, you know, the mailers like in circulation for a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, it's still going to end, end up in the landfill, unfortunately. Right. But I mean, I guess somebody using it, th- like a mailer being used three times is better than one time. Right. Agreed. But, Agreed. Um, so, I mean, so when, go ahead. No, no worries. Yeah. I mean, fun facts, poly mailers are made to last up to 60 times. And so the fact that we are, we can use these um, items so many different times, but we make it a single use item. Right. I didn't know that you could use it. I mean, I knew you could use them multiple times. I just didn't know the number was so high. That's a really good fun fact. And when it comes to like shipping, what type of things do you find you get the most of? So when you're getting donations from different, you know, regular people like me that, you know, if I lived in Chicago, you would have a lot of stuff from me. What is the one thing you see the most of? Definitely the mailers. So both padded and the non-padded ones that we call um, poly bags and also the air packs. So we actually just started collecting these air packs um, a few months ago because we just kept getting people, you know, like messages from people asking us if we can start taking these. And I personally have never really gotten those until I started ordering like larger items and then they started to gather. And um, that's definitely one of the items that we were pretty surprised to get a lot of, but yeah, it's definitely a problem. Um, that's another item that, you know, like if you do receive and you don't really know what to do with, you can drop off at a store as well. Oh yeah. So in the Chicago area, there's different stores that you can drop off that shipping material to. Correct. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to look around personally to see if there's any big stores around here that do that. Cause I haven't really looked into it. Um, as much as I should, I just hoard everything upstairs <laughs> in the hopes that one day I will use it all. Um, <laughs> and so what are the type of shipping items that you're like, you know, we just can't take this. It's just not going to work out. Is there anything in particular? I know you get a lot of envelopes, like the mailers and you said like the plastic packaging, um, the mm-hmm. bubble stuff. Is there anything you guys don't like that you don't take that you're like, no, I can't take that. So we stopped taking boxes, unfortunately, just because they take up so much space. Mm-hmm. And then the ma- we don't have the manpower right now to do it. And another reason why we kind of stepped back from taking boxes is because Chicago has a lot of local groups on Facebook where, you know, like if you're done moving, you can post your items and someone else can use them right. again for their move. Right. So like... um what are they, the buy nothing groups? Yes. So there's um, multiple buy nothing groups in a lot of the neighborhoods. And then there's a box dips group that is actually um, specifically catered to people who move who are in the process or who have just finished moving. 
So that's why when we, we do have a pretty good collection of boxes for people who need them. But, you know, whenever someone asks us where they can drop off their boxes, we definitely recommend these groups. They work very well. And I imagine like when it comes to boxes, because, you know, a mailer, most of them are kind of around the same size. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're on average kind of around the same, you know, you get, there's not like a hundred different size boxes, you know, I mean, mailers. So when I guess when it comes to boxes, it's just, there's so many different size boxes that some company might need a certain size box for something and you don't even have that size. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> And that's been very that's been very difficult for us. And I mean, we have to measure every single box that comes in. A few of them are lab- already labeled, but most of them are not. And it would take us so long to get all the measurements on there and then right. you know, trying to like sort through them as we get orders in. Yeah, it just, you know, I was again sitting with my husband, we were talking about this very topic. It's just like I wish there was a way to like have it so boxes were more like standard for businesses so that if company like a company gets started like ego ship where it's not there's not like 30 different types of boxes <laughs> you know what i mean like all companies are using similar boxes and then it's easier to swap right exactly but- yeah just- i i definitely agree with that i mean we're seeing weird sizes that can't sometimes can't even be reused. And so we're like, what is the point of this? You know, boxes can be recycled, they can be reused. So why are we making weird shapes, weird sizes? And I think it's also because so many companies focus a lot on branding and a lot on like their marketing rate. So they want to have their box with their sticker on it, or they want to have their box with like a a stamp on it or something. And then another company is like, well, I don't want to use that box that has Amazon written all over it. Right. So it's also that, that there's so much branding on boxes. It must even be harder for other companies to want to even use that box that has like a big box store written on it. Right. Yes. We have had issues with that. We currently have, you know, issues with that. And it's not even just boxes, it's mailers as well. We'll have people who are very particular with the type of branding that's on the mailer. Um, They're worried about like excess labels being left on. And I'm just like, well, you know, first of all, you guys are going to be reprinting your own labels. You can cover that up with. And the other thing that we're actually working on um, that we actually saw from Canada is this little sticker that you put on that can cover basically any blemish or, you know, like old marketing label. And it'll tell you how many times this package has been reused. So every time it's reused, you can just mark off the little number. The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult hellbent on chaos, and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all, a spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. That's really cool. I like that because then you can see how many times that, you know, 
that envelope has been used over and over again. And when it comes to like all the labels, do you ask people to take their labels off or do you do that? Yeah. So we do ask people to either try to remove the label if it, if it comes off easily. I know a lot of them are very difficult to remove. And so if they are unable to remove the label to just black out their private information, because like I said, you know, sellers have to print out a label anyway. And so it's just really easy to smack a new one over it. Do you guys have a, like if people drop off donations, is it really, I know you said you're going towards being a nonprofit, so you don't charge a, do you charge a fee for people to take the packaging? Do you charge a fee to take the packaging yourself? We do not. (laughs) We are not (laughs) charging anything right now. Um, Everything is free. You know, in the future, we do hope to have a small fee for these, for either drop-offs or, um, If let's say like a smaller store wants to partner with us and they want us to take their mailers or extra packaging materials that they get and they don't want to just throw it out, um, those pickup fees, you know, will be included as well. But right now we're just trying to get established and see where we can go. And do you have a separate place where you house everything or is like everything in your in your like home right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, (laughs) no, we did that for a while and we are not doing that ever again. (laughs) So we, uh, um, we operate out of a storage unit. Anyone who is listening from Chicago, uh, they probably know the neighborhood Logan square. It's kind of in the middle ish of the city. So whenever someone places an order and they have to pick up, they'll come to the storage unit and we'll have everything ready in bundles to go. And do you just do pick up like once a week kind of thing to maximize like your time? Or is it just kind of whenever someone wants to pick up, they can pick up? So it used to be... Oh my gosh. I used to be going there like five, six times a week just because I, you know, I wanted to keep people coming back and whatnot, but we are starting to kind of go back on it. So we'll choose, let's say three days out of the week. We'll do like two to three hour uh, time span. And then people have, you know, those days and times that they can come by and pick their stuff up. Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. So if, you know, if it is a slower week, then I am all for going and, you know, being there on a random day or random time. But if it's a busier week, like this week, we are crazy packed. And so I tell people, I'm like, Hey, unfortunately we can only do these three days. Yeah. And and I would imagine businesses are going to be understanding. It's not like you have an office there where you just sit there eight hours a day and do whatever you're doing. It's, it's a, it's not an office. (laughs) Yeah. You know, in the, in the future, we definitely would like to have like a little storefront where people can come in and choose their own items. As much as I love, you know, making these bundles for people and customizing them as much as I can, there's only so much that I can do. And I don't really know what people want at the end of the day. So no, I love the idea. If you had like a little storefront, people can just come in and take what they want. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to back and forth, like, how big is the box? How big is the envelope? I need five like that. I just have four, you know, or I need bubble wrap (laughs) or I need that, like, whatever that popcorn stuff is that you can, like, put down the drain and it, and it, like, I don't know, just disintegrates into the water kind of thing. Although, like, those packaging peanuts. Yeah, I would imagine, like, eventually that would probably be an easier thing to do. And then people can just pick their stuff, right? 
Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the end goal, you know, but we'll see. Um, we have partnered with a lot of, uh, smaller stores, uh, around Chicago, which is super exciting because then, you know, like they can gather all the materials from the people in their neighborhood. And instead of like making multiple trips, I just make that one trip, you know, every two, three weeks and pick up from that one location. Well, that's like, that's a really great idea to have like those drop-off locations. So, so you're not driving everywhere. It's like, okay, this coffee shop takes a bunch of stuff and then you just have to go pick all that up. That makes exactly. total sense. And exactly. it's probably easier for other people too, instead of coming wherever you are in Chicago, if there's different places across the cities and it could be closer for them to drop off their stuff as well. And just make, you want to make it as convenient as possible, right? We you don't do. want to make it and hard for somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, we continue to push the idea of, you know, staying local and being local. Like we want to cut back on gas, obviously, like that's not good for the environment. You know, why run a sustainable company when you're over here driving, you know, 20, 30 miles a day? No, that makes total sense. I love that idea. And when it comes to like people like me, how can people at home do more when it comes to their shipping materials that they receive? What, what are your recommendations? What do you, you know, if they don't have, you know, an eco ship wherever they live or a company that does something similar to you, what do you recommend people do with their shipping materials? Yeah. So I have seen huge success in these buy nothing groups. And I don't know if every single city has those, but I would, I would assume that most of the larger cities do have something similar to it, a buy nothing group, a free box group. And if your city doesn't have one, start it. It's not hard at all. It's a great idea. I mean, even for other items that's, that are just lying around and, you know, the corners of your closet, like why just throw it away when someone else could reuse it? No, it's, and you know, even putting it like on Facebook marketplace, you know, you can find so many free stuff, even on Facebook marketplace. So I think it's also put it in the buy nothing group, put it on Facebook marketplace, like put it in a couple of places so that more people might see it and more people might want to use it. Exactly. And people are more than willing to reuse these materials. I mean, we were just in Staples a few weeks ago and we were, you know, just just because we decided to look at the prices on like packing peanuts and bubble wrap and everything has, if not double, tripled right now. So why, why are you wasting money on these materials that are just mm-hmm. out there? <laughs> right. And who cares if it says Amazon on it, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It then like really shouldn't matter. And, you know, we've had people who are like, well, I like to put my little touch on it and that's great, but that little touch can be your own sticker or a little, even better yet, a little card that can be recycled at the end of the day. Cause most stickers unfortunately are not recyclable. And if the sticker is biodegradable, the backing just is not. Um, So put a little card in there and explain, you know, why the pack, why the item came in an Amazon packaging. Right. I love getting packages from companies that it, not from their company. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I like getting, I'm like, oh, wow. Like they, A, they want to save money because you are saving money for sure as a business. Because like you said, you went to check out prices and prices of everything is going up. So definitely for packaging. And you're showing the consumer like, hey, I care. Like I don't, I don't need to have the perfect envelope. And I think you're also attracting those types of people to your business. Then you're attracting people that are like, wow, this company, you know, has a great product. 
they don't give a crap that it's in some random envelope, you know, like I love getting like when I order, say I'm ordering like organic socks or something. Like if I got those organic socks in like a random envelope, I'd be like, hell yeah, that's (laughs) super cool. Like doesn't matter how big or small you are as a company, it's still super cool. And I think with like you talked about pricing, I think with pricing going up again, I'm not in the shipping packaging world at all. <laughs> but I would imagine more companies are going to start being more mindful and more conscious of, of those things. And they're going to want to reuse as much as they can. Definitely. I agree. And we see it like, I mean, even so we've been doing this for about a year now, a little bit over a year. And during that year, we've noticed, you know, like how much the interest has gone up. And so even with people who don't really understand the concept of uh, sustainability or, you know, circular economy, let's say they still, they know that what they're doing is very beneficial to us and our future and the planet's future. Right. And it's like, part of me is like, I don't care why you're doing it really right now. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of companies are the bottom line is money, right? They want to save money. So if they're going to save money by, you know, say they send out X amount of packages a day, a small company, maybe they send out 10, I have no idea, 10 envelopes a day. If they can get those 10 envelopes for free or at a very minimal fee, once you start charging, why wouldn't they take them secondhand and then either, and put that money elsewhere, put that money in like the production of their products in innovation and whatever it is that they're creating. Like, to me, it makes sense. If if you can save money by getting envelopes from somebody or bubble wrap or whatever, why wouldn't you? Exactly. And I think, I think that's, you know, a company might not be super sustainable, but they're willing to save money. Yeah. All companies want to save money. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> and I think that's, I think that's like a lot of marketing when it comes to sustainability, just like in general is you save money by doing this. You can save money by thrifting. You can save money by bringing your own bags. Cause you're not getting charged five cents every time you take their bags. You know what I mean? You get an extra five cents because you brought your own mug. Yeah. It's five cents, but it adds up if you get a coffee all the time right? Five cents is five cents. So I think it's that mentality too of you can save money by doing this. Yeah. And that's definitely been like our push the last few months as, you know, like telling people that you're getting free materials. Like this is how much you're saving every month. This is how much you're saving on, you know, one shipment. And once people start seeing those numbers, they really start to react. Um, You know, like we also... And that's funny because like our company doesn't just cater to like the environmentalists. We cater to other people who aren't really in that sector, don't really care about it. But I mean, if we can get one person to reuse envelopes, I'll take it. I, you know, a hundred percent. Like if a company is like, I'll take your envelopes. And like the other part that's really cool is that they take envelopes from you, but then when they get packaging, they can also like, it's double for them, right? Like if they get packaging, they're like, well, I don't want to have to dispose of this because I know in the United States, from my understanding is a lot of stuff, like you have to pay for this. Like, I don't, I don't pay like locally to pick up my recycling, but like my husband for his company, he's not doing curbside recycling. He has to get an actual company to come in with 
dumpsters, one for recycling and one for trash. So he's paying every month his company to have his recycling picked up. So if there was a way that they come less often, <laughs> they're saving money right there. So if a company doesn't do curbside recycling and they have to get the recycling and trash picked up and they have to pay for it, if they just can give it to you, they're, you know, they're going to save money in that regard too, because they're not going to have to have those, you know, big dumpsters picked up as often. Exactly. So it's just kind of like a win-win. And for small companies, yeah, they can do curbside recycling, but then maybe the recycling is less <laughs> is less full. Their trash is less full. They have to put it to the curb less often. And then they're they're giving packaging to receive packaging. So I just I love the concept because I've been so intrigued by this for so long because I collect so much stuff. And I'm just like, I need to get my stuff on like on Facebook Marketplace and stuff so that. I can like rid that like space I have upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And that's, <laughs> why, packaging that's why we came up with this concept <sighs> because we understand that people get busy. They don't have time to schedule pickups, drop offs. Right. And so that's why we're here. We do it for them. So we're no. kind of the, we're that middleman. No, and it makes total sense. It, can you like imagine if like all major cities had something like this, you know what I mean? Like just a, co- a local company that distributes like packaging material. Yeah. Like there's of course sustainable packaging material out there, but as we both know, the more most sustainable thing to do is to use what you already have, right? Before you even buy something that's compostable and the perfect shipping materials, it's always to use what you already have. So this is just it's such a brilliant idea that you know, you guys, that you're helping companies save money, but then also helping the environment at the same time. Right. And, you know, as we both know, unfortunately, a lot of the um, packaging supplies that are made right now, they're not always fully recyclable. And like, yeah, you know, they say that, you know, some of the mailers, for example, are made out of, let's say, 30% of recyclable material, but then it's not recyclable in like our blue bins. And we have to go that extra step to drop them off at like the right location. And, you know, like Chicago does have those store drop-offs, but unfortunately we're starting to realize that even those aren't always the best option because they'll just get thrown in with the rest of the trash. And the other thing is I imagine like you're accepting all different types of shipping material. So if like there's a store that's like, we just take mailers and this person is like, we just, this store just takes bubble wrap. Then you have to go to multiple places to drop off your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that just becomes annoying. Again, it's all about making it easy for like the consumer or the person that's doing the work, right? You want to make it as easy as possible. You don't want them to have to go to 10 places. No one's going like I would do it, but I'm like, again, <laughs> we're, we're like that really dark green <laughs> that will do whatever we have to do to be sustainable versus the average person is not going to drive around dropping off their shipping materials. Yeah, that's why, you know, like as we continue to like dive deeper into this packaging world, you know, we obviously come in contact with all these like crazy shipping materials that we've never seen before in our lives And we try to accept as much as we can, but we do have a limit right now, unfortunately, like with the space, with, you know, just us two basically running the whole thing right now. But in the future, we would like to accept everything because, you know, not only do we not take boxes, but we don't take other stuff like styrofoam and foam foam sheets. And so that stuff is 
basically impossible to recycle. The only like styrofoam recycling section that you have in the city is far on the South side. And like, even I am to the point where I just can't afford to make that drive whenever I get a little bit of styrofoam. Right. No, I agree. It's just, and styrofoam is like the worst. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. I think Chicago was put just pushing for a bill to ban it. But I mean, the fact that it's taking this long to get styrofoam banned is insane. Yeah, we just need to like get rid of all styrofoam. Yes. <laughs> Please I get know. rid of styrofoam. <laughs> a disaster. So, so outside of like shipping, like you're, you know, you said you live with your boyfriend. So what is it that you guys do outside of like, you know, your obsession with shipping packaging, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. What is it that you guys do? Like, do you guys, you know, strive to live more sustainable at home in other aspects of your life? We do. Yep. So um, one of the stores that we're actually partnered with is a refill store. It's one of its first kinds in Chicago. Um, I know it's, I know it's a cool concept in Europe, but in the States, it's not a huge concept really. So we do want to start, you know, like going to these stores and refilling like our shampoo, conditioners, um, hand soaps, laundry detergent, stuff that we normally buy in single use packaging material, you know, supplies. Um, So that's been one of our goals. Um, I don't know, just trying to reduce and like all the stuff that we recycle or throw away. Like I said, like Chicago's recycling system is awful. (laughs) As soon as like anything over 10%, if it gets contaminated, if 10% of like the items in the recycling bin get contaminated, that's it. Like it's heading for the landfill. It's crazy. It's insane. I mean, that number is so low. And I'm so happy to hear they use refill stations. I mean, they're pretty popular here in like the Montreal area. You can readily find them. I have two that I can go to quite easily. And they're awesome. Like you can get, like you said, your cleaning supplies, your, your shampoo, your conditioner. Like I get baking soda, I get cleaning products, I get detergent. Um, I get all my food, like a huge portion of our food is in bulk. And there's just so much stuff that you can find at refill stations. And I just love the concept that you get to bring your own container and you don't have to keep taking those single use like items, you know, like you can just like, Hey, I need to fill my shampoo. So like I've been using the same shampoo bottles for, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I've been using them. <laughs> like you see, really... I, I think it's impressive. I don't think that's embarrassing <laughs> for the average person. They might be embarrassed, <laughs> um, but it's, I've been just using, Oh gosh, we, we've been, we moved, we sold our condo. It'll be two years in the fall. So I've had them like probably for six years eight years, <laughs> like That's a really insane. long time. I've had the same shampoo bottles. I just wash them and I keep filling them. And I also don't wash my hair every day. So shampoo lasts forever in my house. Yeah. But um, it's just, I love the fact that like, I'm not consuming like a plastic bottle every time I need to wash my hair. It's just like a random, like a bottle that I've had forever. And a really good tip for soap. If anybody buys bars of soap, the best thing to buy is like a soap saver, which can be like, usually it's like a mesh or something and you put your soap in it so that, you know, first of all, it doesn't slide out of your hand, which is the most annoying thing ever in the shower. (laughs) You're like slathering up, you're like, oh, there goes my soap. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> but it stays like in a little mesh bag and then you're not going to drop the soap and then you can use like every last bit. And when I get to the end of the soap, I just add a new bar of soap in it and then I end up using the little ends of it. So soap savers are awesome. So if you don't have a soap saver, you need to get a soap saver. Just That's like amazing. my hot tip. <laughs> and you see like there's so many like little things like that out there but we just we're not aware of them and like at this store this refill store like I said it's one of its kinds here and I really hope that it becomes more of a thing versus us just ordering from Walmart or Target right yeah it's it hard I think it is going to become more of a thing I think people are being more conscious again a lot of the time at refill stations, you save money because you're not using the packaging. And the other great thing about refill stations is that you only buy what you need. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I need baking soda because I'm baking and you don't bake all the time. And you get this like huge package of baking soda and like baking soda lasts forever, but it doesn't last forever for baking. Like eventually, like, you know, if you Google how long does baking soda last? I'm not really sure how long it is, but I did read that like it's great for cleaning indefinitely basically, but for baking, like you need to like switch up your baking soda, you know, so it performs better when you're baking. (laughs) So it's like, if you don't need a lot of baking soda, then you can just get that small amount. You only need a little bit of like shampoo because you have like tiny travel shampoo containers and you only buy the amount of shampoo that you need because we just, we overconsume everything. Right. So we buy all this bulk stuff from Costco (laughs) And it ends up going bad and we never use it. So at refill stations are great because you only buy what you actually need. And there's so much less waste because of the packaging, but also because you're only buying what you need. Yeah. And it definitely makes you more aware, you know, when you, when you're doing it, on, sure. you know, by yourself, you definitely see it. And I think uh, same with like this packaging stuff, you know, we only do collection events once a month. And so people are really starting to see when they collect for that one month, they see how much accumulates. And that's when it really starts to, you know, hit people and they're like, okay, maybe I should slow down a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't order every single day from Amazon. (laughs) Maybe I should like consolidate those orders and do it like once a week instead. Yeah. I mean, online, you know, being able to buy whatever we want online is crazy. I mean, that's insane. The concept is just unreal and we love it. We all love it. Um, Especially when, you know, you are working so much every single day and you have all these other commitments. The fact that you can get something in two days or less, it's great, but we definitely have to start becoming more responsible for the material, for the shipping materials and how, how often we order. I hundred percent agree. So outside of refill stations, if you were to leave besides, cause I think we've hammered that one down. Everyone needs to go to refill stations and refill their stuff. That yes. is like <laughs> outside of shipping materials. That's the next tip. But what is like one tip outside of like refill stations? Would you offer people like maybe they're new to sustainability? They're not really sure where to start. Like, what would you recommend that someone does? Oh, well, the the two easiest ones would definitely be reusing um, shopping bags and uh, also carrying your own tumbler everywhere. I mean, I personally don't know one person that doesn't drink coffee or tea or smoothies on the daily. And so just having a tumbler with you, um, I keep one in the car, you know, I'll have one like in my purse, but same with uh, um, shopping bags. I'll just have a bunch all over the place. 
No. And I think that's important. I think that's like the, probably the first thing that people kind of, when they go down that sustainability path that they jump on, right? Like the reusables. Yes. And yep. making it a habit. So the tumbler, the shopping bag, um, they make straws now that fold up and attach to your keychain. I have three of those, um, <laughs> all my random keys. <laughs> it's just, it's so easy when you start, you know, making it a habit every single day, it just becomes so easy. It's second nature. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. I think, yeah. And that's like making it that habit, right? So if it's something that's not easy to do is to make it a habit, like keep bringing it until it's second nature, right? Exactly. Where you don't have to like think about it when you leave the house. It's like, did I brush my teeth or not? Did I bring my <laughs> straw or not? <laughs> like, yes, I definitely brought my straw. <laughs> I definitely brushed my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so if people are looking to find you, um, Alex, like where, where can people find you on social media, on your website? Yeah, I would definitely recommend our website. We basically include everything. All our upcoming events are on there, um, an updated list of accepted items, uh, and then any volunteer opportunities. We really do encourage people to start volunteering around the city because that's, you know, when we started to volunteer, that's when we started to realize how big some of these issues are. And you meet the coolest people too. (laughs) You know, like, and with our volunteer days, we also provide snacks. <laughs> so, but yeah, That's definitely awesome. our website, ecoship.org. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Uh, we're posting all the time. So, yeah. So go check out Ecoship, everybody. <laughs> go find, go, if you live in the Chicago area, definitely check them out if you have any you know, packaging materials that you don't need anymore. My husband is actually going to be in Chicago for, I don't know how many months, but when I go visit, <laughs> oh my gosh, bring them over. <laughs> I'm going to like bring, I'm going to like have a suitcase of just like, right. envelopes. what's all this for? <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's really nothing. It's just, I'm just bringing envelopes across the border. Um, and then I'll have like, maybe I'll drive. That's what I should do. I should drive to Chicago. It's about 12 hours <laughs> and I'll like fill up my car. Sorry, kids, you can't come. You need to stay home. Envelopes are a priority. And I will bring all my shipping stuff <laughs> to Your Chicago. Ship will thank you. <laughs> yeah. So- Thank you so much for for your time. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. I know you have a lot going on with EgoShip and everything else you're doing in your life. So thank you so much for for coming on and sharing with everybody. Thank you for having me. This really means a lot. You're very welcome. So for more green living and inspiration, you can listen to other episodes, including Unraveling Our Beliefs Around Plastic with Jonathan Quinn. That's episode 32. You can check out episode 29, which is Keeping green fun with inventor and owner of big b little b amy lineback and number episode number five sustainable packaging with Corey connors you can stay connected with me on instagram at green junkie podcast and don't forget to subscribe to the green junkie podcast on the platform you're listening on if you're curious about zero waste living sustainable fashion or wondering how to read food cleaning and product labels i've got you covered For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in my show notes. You'll also find the information about Alex there as well. You can ask me questions. You can get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life by hopping on a one-on-one call with me, or you can ask your questions via email if Zoom is not your thing. I will be your personal hashtag green Google, and you can pick my brain. 
Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.